Entrepreneur on Fire 995. When you talk, talk from your heart. When you listen, listen with your heart. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb, and to get on it, all you need to do is text EO Fire to 33444. Get inside my head weekly and ignite. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. If you want 100% satisfaction guarantee, then go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Entrepreneurs, near and far, John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, PJ Dixon. PJ, are you prepared to ignite? Like a jalapeno pepper that just ate the hottest habanero it could find. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, man. Oh, I love it. Despite <laughs> his disability, which was expected to take PJ's life by seven, he chose to live and live well. PJ's a lifelong motivational speaker and relationship coach, 10th degree black belt, women's self-defense instructor, former wheelchair athlete, adventure seeker, watercolorist, author, and in the National Hall of Fame for People with Disabilities. PJ, take a minute, brother. Fill in any blanks from the intro and give us a glimpse into your personal life. Well, first, it's... um. It's always humbling to hear my own introduction because <laughs> it's hard to believe that um, I have actually accomplished as much as I have. But, you know, the reason that I've lived such an incredible life and better than most able-bodied people is because of the way my mom raised me. She raised my sister and I with this attitude that we could do anything as long as we put our minds to it. Um, you know, I was diagnosed at the age of five with a rare and progressive form of muscular dystrophy that the doctors expected to take my life by second grade. My mom said when they said, you know, if you send him to school, he's going to die. And she said, well, it's his life and he gets to decide what he wants to do with it. And if he dies, he dies with friends. John, what kind of courage does it take for a mom to have that kind of love to allow her four or five-year-old to make the decision to go to school? But that's the life I was raised with. That's how I was born. I was raised with the attitude from Henry Ford, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So – because of that, um, eventually Muscular Dystrophy Association found me. I spent a great deal of my childhood in front of television cameras. Um, and um, even though I had a disability, I recognized early in life that my disability was really a gift to other people. And I found that I just wanted to impress and inspire people. So I looked for ways to live a limitless life. Downhill uh, snow skiing, water skiing, competitive wheelchair sports, martial arts, creating nonprofit organizations, traveling, camping, flying, climbing the Grand Canyon, trapezing, ocean jetpacking, all these kinds of amazing things. And in the end, what it really came down to for me is I would always set all of that stuff aside, John, if there was one person who needed my attention or who needed a friend or who felt like they were sad and I would always go to them because that's who I am. I've always loved love. I really care about other people's happiness and I want everyone to feel valued, connected and included. So I've always reached out to do whatever I can to help people feel as, as if they're loved. 
Wow. Fire Nation, if you don't have the chills right now, check your pulse because we got something going on here. And PJ and myself are personal friends. We've got together at a bunch of events, networking parties. I mean, I truly do consider PJ a friend and everything that he's saying right now is just continuing to inspire me as it does every single time that I get to hang out with him. And I'm looking forward to sharing a couple of those stories coming up. But before we get there, PJ, you're at one of these amazing networking parties. Let's just say Nick Unsworth just is throwing a party for some reason. Someone comes up to you and they say, PJ, what the heck do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds? I help professional women whose biological clocks are probably ticking fall in love and get engaged in one year. I mean, just the focus of that call to action, Fire Nation. I mean, PJ knows who his target market is, and the better part is his target market knows exactly that they are just that. So, PJ, we have a lot of stories to talk about, my friends, but the first one I want to talk about is how are you currently doing what you're doing? Meaning, what was that transition point where you are doing what that 10-second spiel was right now? What was that changeover from not doing that to doing this? Tell us that story. You know, John, I've been a motivational speaker literally since I was seven years old. That's crazy. Like, I, I know. I don't know anything else but this. And so... I had found a point where I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore. I still wanted to speak, but I didn't want to be creating a curriculum for every single organization or company or event that I went I went to. I just wanted to do my own platforms. And so even though I decided that I wanted to talk about peace, love, persistence, and healthy relationships, I still wasn't moving forward. And a friend of mine invited me to this event over in San Diego. Um, you know, it was kind of like this business strategy, networking, motivational speaking kind of event with this guy named Nick Unsworth. <laughs> and I didn't know who Nick was. No. And my friend sent me several links. He said, yeah, check out this guy. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, man, it's right up my, right up my alley. Sounds great. And so um, – we get on the plane and he's like, hey, so did you check out those videos? And I said, man, I'm not going to lie to you. Like the real truth is like I'm going totally blind. I don't know who this guy is, but sounds like it's up my alley. So it's going to be fun. So we get there and Nick blows me away. Like he's one of the kindest human beings that I've ever met. He had surrounded himself with genuine, genuinely loving, accessible human beings they're giving out so much amazing information. Um, all of the sponsors that are there are just incredibly good human beings. And I immediately just felt like, you know what? I've found my tribe. And at the end, Nick comes um, with a call to action. If anybody wants to take the next step, I'd love to do some coaching with you. And I just realized that there was so much fear in me that I didn't want to be I didn't know what my next step was, but I sure as the heck knew, John, that I didn't want to be in the same place that I was anymore. And so what I did was I signed up for one-on-one with Nick, and my very first one-on-one um, meeting with him, I sat down and we talked for about four hours, and I asked him, hey, Nick, do me a favor. Bring not just your um, your intelligence and your business acumen, but if you would, please bring your sense of spirituality too, because I know Nick has a, a pretty strong faith in yeah. Towards the end of our 
towards the end of our session, he said, oh my God, I've got it. I've got it. I've got this download coming through. And he's like, I think that you should help women get engaged in a year. And my response was, oh, oh, oh. I can't do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, I didn't even say that out loud because, you know, I got to be cool, right? Like, I got to be cool. And he's like, what do you think? Can you do that? And the natural response of entrepreneurs is to say, yes, and then figure it out later. So I jumped and I said, yes, I can do it. And then he left about 15 or 20 minutes later. And I sat there and thought, what have I done? And I was almost in tears. And I got in a cab, wasn't actually a cab. I got in a car to go back to the airport because I literally just flew in for the day. And as I'm driving to the airport, um, the, the the driver was this wonderful Italian gentleman who talked for half an hour about how much he loved his wife and how he'd fallen in love with her in the first few months and how he knew that he wanted to marry her, you know, within those first few months. And I said, all right, God, is that a message? And then I get to the airport and this lady says, um, or sorry, I'm, I'm getting some food and this nice gentleman helps me carry my tray out to it out to a table and unfortunately like I'm looking around and there's no tables so these two ladies are like hey um if you'd like to sit with us you're welcome to share our table and I was like uh okay thank you so much so I sat down with these nice ladies for 45 minutes they proceed to talk to me about the relationships and the mother it's a mother and daughter and the mother talks to me about how she had met this man and how she was um, the one that was a little more dominant and a little more assertive and a little more aggressive and he was a little more laid back and quieter and how at some point he had told her that he had fallen in love with her in that first year also and knew that there was no one else that he felt as comfortable with as her and so he knew within that first year that he wanted to get um, married to this woman. So I was like, okay, God, apparently this is what you want me to do but I still struggled, John, for two more weeks. Mm. I struggled with it and in the very end, what really made me understand that um that this was the right thing for me is i was in the shower and all of a sudden after two weeks i realized why am i afraid i have literally been doing this for women uh, for my friends in high school all the way from high school all the way through college and up through my adult life i've always been the guy that women come to to talk to i'm basically the heterosexual gay best friend <laughs> <laughs> And so as soon as I did that, John, as soon as I realized I've been doing this for my whole life, literally, no lie, three days later, I had my first client. My second client came less than two weeks later. Wow. I can actually see your website now. It's just PJ Dixon, the heterosexual gay best friend. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a selling point, baby, I'll put anything up there. I love it. And what's so powerful about all of this, number one, Fire Nation, is... It takes action on your part, the listener right now, to get anything going. If PJ just kind of listened to his friend, kind of shrugged and said, eh, I feel like staying home and watching, you know, Game of Thrones for the weekends. Like, yes, that would have been an enjoyable time, no doubt. But it wouldn't have been a game-changing life experience. And so here he does. He comes out to San Diego on a whim, goes in blind, gets wowed by Nick Unsworth, and, and, and you know, allows Nick to, to share an idea doesn't just reject it, does have fear, but as PJ yes. knows, all the magic happens outside of our comfort zone, Fire Nation. So when you are feeling fear that's outside of your comfort zone, move towards that. That's a good sign. That's a good, good sign. So really exciting stuff. And Fire Nation, you've probably heard the name Nick Unsworth. He's in the same building. Check out lifeonfire.com. It's a great website, and Nick's always throwing these events. He has between two and three a year. I'm usually there for at least half a day giving a talk on something. So definitely something to check out. And PJ, let's talk about dollars and cents, brother, because Fire Nation, we're here to make viable businesses. How do you 
with this idea that you got from Nick, that you put into action, and you got clients, what are the ways that you're currently generating revenue? Well, you know, right now, everything is word of mouth. Um, I am in the process of finalizing my website. Um, and so they'll have, I'll have some website presence, but it's all been word of mouth in connection with uh, friends through Facebook and people that I've worked with in, in the past who um, just sang my praises and just continued to pass my name to person after person after person. It was really a nice compliment. Um, so, you know, within the next few days, I'll have my website up. And by the time this airs, actually, the website will be up. And um, I'm building a series of video tor- uh, tutorials. I'm working on my first uh, webinar. And I'm actually currently co-authoring a couple of books with some people on relationships and how to actually find love. I'm really excited about the, the movements that I'm taking. So dollars and cents, how are you foreseeing or currently having that coming into your door? I'm honestly foreseeing that I'm going to develop a webinar to bring people in at one, one level to make sure that they are actually getting some really juicy, delicious information. <laughs> and then um, after that, I'm going to invite people who are really interested in taking the next step to fill out an application. And then let's do a one-on-one actual like 45-minute complimentary call. Wow. Because if, you know, if you're not ready to take the next steps, then that's okay. I'm still going to be available and there might be some other things that we can do. But if you are in that place where you're a professional woman, for example, and you've spent your entire adult life focused on your career and you realize, you know what? I really just am afraid that my time is running out and I need to find, um, I need to like find somebody. I want to be married. I want to have kids and my biological clock is ticking. And so, you know, if that's the case, you recognize the value of investing in yourself. So let's actually talk. Let me see what I can do for you. Um, you know, assess the kind of number one, number two biggest problems for you. See what kind of value I can provide. And then let's chat to see whether or not doing some one-on-one work together would be good. Yeah, and PJ, we're going to talk about this later as well. But where can Fire Nation find out more about this? The site is live because this is going to be mid, uh, mid-July oh, when yeah, this absolutely. goes live. So what's the site? engagedinoneyear.com forward slash fire. Boom. Engagedinoneyear.com slash fire. And that one that one can be either the O&E or the number one, but oh, brilliant. I would type in the O&E. O&E, got it. So one thing I want to talk about real quick, Fire Nation, before we move on, don't be afraid to do things yeah. that don't scale. PJ's talking about this 45-minute call, complimentary. Well, guess what? A lot of people are like, I can't do that. I mean, I can't give a free call. Yes, you can because you're starting to get momentum in your business. If you want to build up that referral base, if you want to build up that credibility and authority, you have to start by doing things that don't scale. Can I add a piece to that? The other piece is that not only do you want to do those free calls, but you want to do those because you really want to make sure you're giving to somebody. You want them to feel like they have some, that they have some importance in your life and that the value that you can provide for them is directly personal. And if you're not doing that, then they're like signing up for something blindly that they don't really know whether or not you can actually help them. And so connecting with them really, really improves your chances significantly of have some having somebody come on board with you. Love it. Love it. So PJ, you're yes. going through some pretty great times right now. You're connected with some awesome people, Nick, myself. I mean, yes. you know, we're really seeing some good things happening for you, but it's not always like the highs. You know, we're on an entrepreneurial roller coaster, brother. So take mm-hmm. us 
to the worst moment? What was the lowest of the low? Tell us that story. In May of 2001, I was living here in Tucson already, and I had moved out here to Tucson to study with a spiritual teacher as well as a martial arts teacher. And I was sitting there having dinner with him and about six or eight friends, just kind of a cookout, and we were chatting about business, and um, everything was great. And I've been lucky enough throughout my life to do a lot of traveling. And in the process of doing all my study studies and training with this guy, I started to really look at airport security and realize there were some serious, serious gaps in the mm. in security systems. And the gaps that I was obviously focusing on were gaps related to people with disabilities. At the time, the gaps were so, so unbelievably big. And so I began to put together a company to really test and score individual airports and then the train airport security teams that were really in desperate need. And as I started to really put that together and build the um, and uh, kind of do the research and build out the idea, um, I happened to be having dinner with everybody that night and shared what I had found and all my, my ideas and what I was planning on doing. And I was so excited because my teacher was – um, a former ranger. He was an intel officer. He was trained for hostage rescue teams, a federal firearms instructor, and currently a DEA agent. So I was positive that his expertise and insight would be able to, you know, kind of boost my business and, uh, and training model. Um, and although everybody else was really excited about the idea and what I discovered, his response, yeah, it's kind of a good idea, but, uh, but I think you're going about it the wrong way. I was crushed, man. I was deflated because I'd really done a lot of work and thought into it and I wanted him to be impressed and was really excited. And so um, because I had put so much faith in this one person, I kind of leaned on him for that uh, kind of springboard to get me moving forward and take me to the next step. And what was worse for me was when he said that, I had this immediate gut instinct that he was jealous because Ooh. the work that I was doing for him, I was actually the executive officer for his international personal protection and training school. And so I felt like he immediately felt like that was competition for him, which hurt, but okay, whatever. The real truth is that I was doing something because I thought that I was going to be able to help, you know, help the world um, and be a better place. What's worse, three or four months or four or five months later, September 11th happened. Mm. And my teacher came back to me and the one response was, well, I guess I was wrong. And you guess you were wrong? Like I could have already been four months ahead and have already made the important connections to be able to move me into an amazing position to help, you know, to help to secure the world over the next couple of years. But that wasn't the case. And so I really, really felt like I'd missed my window of opportunity. I just put too much faith in one person. Man. So there's one thing I really want to focus on here for you, Fire Nation, is that when we are starting off as entrepreneurs and we're starting off on any new venture or idea, we are so fragile. I mean, we are so fragile. It's just the reality and nothing to be ashamed of or scared of. It's just the reality. And I've told the story just a couple times on, on Entrepreneur on Fire. I'll tell it real quick again. But when I started PJ with Entrepreneur on Fire, I mean, I was a bad host. I had no skills. I was struggling and I knew it. And, you know, my dad was pretty honest and brutal with his, with his feedback on, on what he thought, how bad he thought my show was. And I just couldn't open his emails anymore because I was so mm. fragile that I knew that that could just crush my yeah. vision. And I knew that the only way that I was going to get better was to actually do that thing. So huge takeaways here for sure. I mean, PJ and, one sentence. What do you want to make sure 
our listeners get from that worst moment? The most important thing is that you trust your gut and you take action. Even improper action can teach you a lot. The one thing I love about what Nick Unsworth has said to me is fail fast and fail forward. Improper action can teach you a lot. I mean, Fire Nation, it is so true. It goes back to the beginning of this interview. It's taking action. PJ is here right here now talking because that first step of action he took way back in the day. So Fire Nation, take action. And PJ, you're a storyteller, my friend. You always have been. You always will be. That's what I love about you. So tell us another story, an epiphany, an aha moment. Take (laughs) us to a light bulb that went on at some point in your journey. Tell us that story. I'm going to go back just a little bit, but I'm going to move through it pretty quickly. Um, Puberty was really, really hard for me. My parents were going through an ugly divorce. I was getting bad grades. I was failing um, eighth grade science. Um, And all of a sudden, I was profoundly aware of my disability, something that I'd never been aware of before. Up until this point, I'd walked with leg braces. And at some point in my seventh and eighth grade year, I'd become too weak, really, to walk with leg braces. I'd walk partially down the hall, and I'd fall. And I'd stand back up and walk partially down the hall and I'd fall and I was just exhausted from fighting my own body and so of course my mom took me to the doctor and the doctor said well we need to put him in an electric chair an electric chair Mm. like that's what I heard like my whole life was over at that point like those words crushed me because I thought that my life was over now I knew that he meant an electric wheelchair but come on man like for some reason it just hit my eighth grade ears the wrong way so you know I went through high school um always a deeply spiritual kid, but there was still this overwhelming sense of sadness within me. And I think it was because I really didn't like who I was and my disability. Once I got to college, you know, um, I got into my dorms and within the first week I called my mom and I said, mom, you have got to come get me. I can't live here. And she said, why? What's wrong? I said, I'm surrounded by a bunch of people in wheelchairs. Because I had never grown up with disabled people. My whole life I spent with able-bodied people. And everywhere I looked, John, I was looking at myself. I saw the way they moved was the way I moved. I saw the way they picked up their fork was the way I picked up my fork. And it was so hard for me to look at myself. So um, I turned to drugs for a couple of years to kind of anesthetize the pain, but also to help me kind of get past any um, sense of not liking myself. Now, are we talking recreational or prescription? No, 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 no. Recreational. I've never taken prescription. Yes. So I was taking recreational drugs. Um, But then I started wheelchair sports, which kind of pulled me a little bit away from the drugs. And then when I found the martial arts that I study, I absolutely just quit drugs altogether because I'd found something that I really wanted. Well, you know, even then after graduation, moving back to my mom's place out in the country, I just felt still really sad. And after about five years of failed entrepreneurial efforts, you know, because this was before the internet and I was stuck out in the country and couldn't drive. So virtually nothing was going to, you know, was going to happen unless I could get out and meet people. I finally met this spiritual teacher in martial arts that, um, that I had mentioned, moved to Tucson, was super excited to move to Tucson. And when I got here, um, I was told by one of my teachers, they said, um, pray about what direction you're supposed to take and then just sit quietly and listen. So I did. And as I listened, no lie, a pillar of golden light came through the ceiling, ceiling hit me in the top of the head, filled me completely up. And I had this overwhelming sense of peace. And I heard one word, love. 
I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know where I was supposed to go. I didn't know what I was supposed to do with that. But I knew that as long as I loved, everything would be okay. Well, after that, for about three months, I had a series of visions or epiphanies of being hit by a car at a bus stop because I have to take public transportation. And that never happened. I mean, at every bus stop, I was incredibly cautious of where I put myself and looked around. And um, one day, I was walking towards a busy intersection, and I saw this SUV um, poised to come out of a uh, a restaurant parking lot. And I looked at the oncoming traffic because that's what I'd become accustomed to do. And I saw absolutely no way that they could come out. So I took the shot and he gunned it. He stepped on the gas and he hit me on my left side, tossed me out into traffic, three lanes of traffic, and crumpled my wheelchair under his under his car. I had time, literally I had just enough time to pray to say, God, whatever you do, please do not let me uh, let him roll over my pelvis. The front driver's side wheel came to rest, leaning against my pelvis. Two more inches, he would have crushed my pelvis, and all the lanes of traffic stopped without hitting me. There was an EMT team in the, in the restaurant. They came rushing out, helped me, and literally picked me up and took me across the street to the hospital. Everything was set up, John, so that I didn't actually get hurt, but that maybe I actually learned something. For the next three or four months, I spent um, in excruciating pain and x-ray after x-ray and physical therapy appointment after physical therapy appointment. No one could ever figure out what was wrong. Finally, the last ditch effort, my physical therapist even said, dude, I've explored everything and talked to everyone I know. There's one last thing that I can think that it might be. And he said, I think your pelvis might be out of alignment. So he palpated my my pubic bone and sure enough it was out of alignment and when he popped that thing back in john it, oh god it was so painful almost like i literally almost walked off the table and i can't even walk um <laughs> and so you know I, it was so painful um but the moment that the pain um is the moment he popped it back in place there's this profound sense of relief and an <sighs> overwhelming sense of happiness and over the course of the next few months despite my successes accomplishments and incredible life experiences i realized that i hadn't actually been happy for a really really long time and then all of a sudden i remembered the um the pillar of light and the word love and i realized that was directed at me I hadn't actually loved myself since I was probably five years old. And in that process, I realized that when I started to love myself, I started to become happy again. And that's the very first thing that I work with with the women that I work with. I teach them where to start and they have to start with that self-love. It's amazing what that did for my whole life. So PJ, this is going to be tough because you just dropped so many value bombs, but Here's a challenge. What do you yes. want Fire Nation to walk away with from that entire incredible story? What's the one thing you want to make sure that we as listeners absorb? If you don't appreciate yourself and at least come to the point where you like yourself and who you actually are, then you will always struggle to accomplish anything. When you love yourself, then everything else moves freely and easily. So PJ, you have a lot of cool things going on right now. I am privy to them. I see the energy, the inspiration in your eyes when I talk to you. Thanks. But what's the Thanks. one thing that has you most fired up today? 
You know, honestly, John, I am so grateful for Nick that he helped me see what I really wanted to do and what I've really been doing my whole life. I absolutely love helping women fall in love and find the man of their dreams. It means so much to me. Love that. So Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. There are a lot of great reasons smart business people trust LegalZoom.com. For starters, if you want to incorporate, form an LLC or nonprofit, file a patent or trademark, and get a DBA and more, LegalZoom helps you start the right way. Over the past decade, they've helped more than a million business owners just like you. But did you know that LegalZoom is also your first stop when you need advice from an attorney? LegalZoom's not a law firm, so they've assembled a network of independent attorneys in most states to provide legal advice and other useful services to help you run your business. So whether you need a contract reviewed or advice or whether you should incorporate or form an LLC, whatever your legal question, start with LegalZoom. And as always, they provide complete transparency with upfront pricing, customer reviews, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Make the right choice for your business at LegalZoom.com today. And don't forget to enter Fire at checkout to save even more. Again, enter fire at checkout at legalzoom.com. That's legalzoom.com, promo code FIRE. Need a quality design but worried about the cost? One of the easiest ways for your design budget to spiral out of control is to start your project without clear direction. That's why I love going to 99designs for my design projects. They make it easy. I actually just completed two of my own logo projects through 99designs this past month for free podcast course and travel on fire. It doesn't matter if you're running a contest with several designers or collaborating with just one. Crafting a thoughtful brief is always the first step to getting a great design and at 99 designs, it's super simple. All you need to do is fill in their online brief form. Project started just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. And also check out the past contests that I've run myself. That's 99designs.com slash fire. PJ, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? You know I am, baby. Let's do it. (laughs) Yes. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? John, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had that attitude that I'm a motivational speaker. I should absolutely know what I'm supposed to do and what the next steps are. And I was so stuck in the fact that I was supposed to know that there was no space for me to um, allow someone else to help me at the time. What is the best advice you've ever received? Believe it or not, some of the best advice actually came from you at Nick Unsworth's event in December. When you were talking about niching down, you said, go one inch wide and one mile deep. And all of a sudden, I realized how profound and important that is if you're going to do anything in service to another human being. The deeper you go, the better you are, the more you know, and the clearer you are to help other people um, get past their struggles. I'm so glad that made an impact because there's so much noise, Fire Nation, out there in this world. And as entrepreneurs, our first instinct is the wrong one. We want to resonate with everybody. And I get it. I get I get why. But if you try to resonate with everyone, you are going to resonate with no one. But you heard PJ's strong call to action. He knows exactly who he's trying to resonate with. And everyone that's listening right now who that resonates with knows that PJ is that perfect person for them to go to for that 45-minute chat. And PJ, what's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Daily meditation and listening with my heart. What do you use for meditation? 
Um, I just do like a simple zazen. There's three different meditations I look at. Either zazen, which is just breathing um, in through your nose and out through your mouth to silence the mental chatter. Tonglen, which is expressing love and compassion for the world. Or I do a meditation focused on what can I do better for my clients next. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I actually love trendhunters.com. It's a great place um, for entrepreneurs to find new ideas and innovative uh, next steps for their business. If you could recommend just one book, PJ, for our listeners, what would it be and why? Better and Faster by the founder of Trend Hunters named Jeremy Goucher. And the reason is because it's chock full of amazing stories that help um, entrepreneurs make decisions quicker, take action, and innovate. And innovation is critical in a changing world. Wow, love that. So Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And PJ, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, John, I really wanted to make this fun, but the real truth is I felt I needed to be pragmatic with it. So immediately I would access the internet, which is probably going to cost me about 35 bucks. Um, I'd research all the organizations catering specifically to professional women in the five top or the top five largest and or wealthiest cities in this new world. Um, I would research, buy and host a website name. Um, I would build a uh, quick and free WordPress website because I'm only working with $500, so I need to be uh, frugal. I would start a PayPal account because, baby, if you can't get paid, you ain't got no business. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number six, um, I would create a series of videos um, using the camera on my computer and make sure that all the information was juicy and delicious on how women can actually find and attract the love of their life. I start a YouTube channel and as many social networking sites as I can to put up the videos. Um, I would uh, create three options um, for women to come in. I would look at them and I would call them flirting with love, which would be a basic level, looking for love, which would be kind of an intermediate level, and committing to love, which would be the full year-long commitment to say, you know what, I really want to be in love and I really want to move my life forward. Um, I would create an application for women that were actually serious to fill out so we could kind of talk about where they're, um, where they're starting. I would develop a one- to two-hour webinar. Um, research various webinar conference sites to determine the pricing and capacity, you know, to make sure that I could actually afford it. Um, whatever money I had left, I put into Facebook advertising, specifically focusing on single professional women in the five cities that I researched, earning at least forty-five or forty to forty-five thousand dollars a year, if not like more, preferably, and associated with um, professional organizations. The reason that they need to be associated with professional organizations is because this demonstrates a commitment to their own growth and an understanding of the value of investing in themselves. And then I'd host my webinar. If I don't get some money coming in soon, that $500 is going to disappear quick. That was pragmatic, PJ. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's not fun. It's not fun. I mean, building the, you know, building a, um, a business doesn't always, isn't always fun. But, you know, working the business is fun. Like working with the clients and providing the service. 
That's why we do what we do. And that's the amazingly beautiful part about everything. God, I love that. So PJ, let's end on fire, brother, with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. When you talk, talk from your heart. When you listen, listen with your heart. And the best way for people to reach me, and if they're interested, John, um, I've created four videos um, with some of my, and I love these, this phrase, juicy and delicious, yeah. um, four videos with um, some of my secrets to finding and attracting love and getting engaged in one year, specifically designed for Fire Nation. And they can find me at engagedinoneyear.com slash fire. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with PJD and JLD today, <laughs> so keep up the heat. And yeah. Head over to eofire.com. Just type PJ or Dixon, whatever you want, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with his resource and book recommendation, all the juicy and deliciousness that we've been talking <laughs> about today. And of course, head directly to engaged in one year dot com slash fire you want to see what what pj has going on even if you're not in his target market fire nation go check it out because you are going to see a great method for you to follow when you are promoting your services your products your ideas whatever that might be we are here we are studying we are learning and this is a great example engaged in one year dot com slash fire get over there call to action and PJ, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Ready to rock your own webinar? Text webinar course to 33444. That's webinar course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. And you'll be rocking our free 10 day webinar course like a champ. Have an inspired day and ignite.